This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. Mitch LaFawn. Welcome to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. On this, the Mitch Marathon Month, I am cleaning out the closet. Every interview that I have done in the last three, four months that has been sitting and just waiting for their moment to shine are going to come out. I'm going to pump them out probably at one a day. And on this episode, in fact, this is a new interview I recorded on July, uh, sorry, no, on June 20th. It is with singer Caleb Johnson. He has a new album out called Born from Southern Ground. And I have to tell you, when we're talking about rock and rock and roll and pure rock, Caleb has got it. And when you see articles talking about well, the new wave of rock, it's Greta Van Fleet, it's the Struts, it's Rival Sons, it's, well, it's Caleb Johnson, boys and girls. I mean, he is absolutely terrific. And if you check out Born from Southern Ground, which is available now, you can go to iTunes and Amazon and his website and whatever, and you can pick it up. And, and do, do yourself a favor. You know, I'm a physical copy guy, so vinyl, CD, whatever. But stream it, whatever. You know, learn the song so that when he comes to town, you can go and sing along. Absolutely terrific. His voice is spectacular. He's also touring as part of the Meatloaf band, uh, handling the vocals, because as we know, Meatloaf uh, has sort of retired from singing, but the band goes on. The songs live on, thanks to Caleb. He is also managed by Doc McGee, who, as you know, folks, manages Kiss, and so right there bonus points, right? If you're managed by Doc, you're in. Because Doc doesn't, Doc doesn't mess around with wishy-washy nobodies. Doc picks the real ones, the winners. You know, Bon Jovi in the, in the day, Motley Crue, Kiss, Night Ranger. He doesn't do lightweights. And so if Caleb is with Doc, it's because Caleb is a real talent. And I'm telling you, he's a real, real talent. And of course, uh, Born from Southern Ground, just terrific. You got to check that out. And speaking of uh, Southern Ground, recently completed the Damon Johnson Canadian tour. And so just a thank you to everybody in Quebec City, Cornwall, and Montreal. Terrific little tour, only three dates, but absolutely uh, fantastic. And of course, uh, Rick over at Wizard Amps uh, was a great uh, help in, in making that happen. And so, uh, and, and by the way, do do any of you use Wizard Amps? Because uh, they're all handmade, local stuff. It, 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 absolutely terrific. And um, I just want to throw out this random thought because um, as I am uh, recording this today uh, on June 22nd, um, it is the official day that back in the day, I think it was 8081 or whatever it was, Foreigner released the song Urgent. And I just want to get in, since, since we're talking about rock and roll, we're talking Struts and Rival Sons and Greta Van Fleet and Caleb, and we're talking pure rock and roll. You know, Foreigner is a pure rock and roll band, absolutely terrific. And, and when you think Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which probably should be renamed the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame, quite frankly, because it's shameful what they do, you know, leaving out bands like Sticks, leaving out bands like Foreigner. But if, if there is ever a band that is deserving to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it is Foreigner. They have had, or their first five records, first five records were top five. Not top 10, not top 20, not top 100, 
top five. Find me another band that has had their first five albums go into the Billboard uh, 200 album chart in the first five positions. Find them. Find them. There, there aren't any. And you look at how they've managed to survive. They changed the singer with Lou Graham over to uh, Kelly Hansen. They're, you know, last year they did a co-headline tour with Whitesnake and Jason Bonham. And they still are doing great numbers, great merch. Fans are still excited. Lou Graham, when you talk about rock and roll singers and you want to have a prototype, well, Lou Graham, that's it. If you say, hey, I need, I'm putting together a rock band and I need, him to, I need it to be a, a rock singer. Uh, I need him to sound like, and, and you, you go searching through all the singers in the world. You go, yeah, yeah, you know what? I need him to sound like Lou Graham because Lou Graham is it. And so the fact that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has completely ignored Foreigner is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So head over to at Mitch Lafon on Twitter or on my Facebook and you tell me, do you think that Foreigner deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And then I want you to add this little twist. Do you think that if they do get elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, does Jeff Pilson and Kelly Hansen deserve to be inducted as well? And some of you are going to say, no, 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 no. It's Dennis Elliott and, it, and it's Lou and it's Mick and, and they made all the great songs. And yeah, yeah I agree. Can't, can't argue that. But in 2004, 2005, when the band was getting back together and Mick said, okay, I'm going to re retool this and, and we're going to go back out there. Jeff Pilson, as a musical director and, and a visionary and a hardworking guy, was instrumental in getting the band uh, up and running, with Mick, of course. And Kelly Hansen became the new voice. And if Kelly wasn't there, you know, had they had gotten, you know, Mitch LaFon to sing for Foreigner, probably would have lasted 48 hours, maybe even 24, in fact, maybe even 12 hours. Fans wouldn't have come out. And so the fact that they were able to get themselves back in a position to do the Double Vision tour with the original band, to do the co-headline tour with Whitesnake, to, to play uh, theaters and, and, and just keep going, is in large part to Kelly Hansen. So they, they have reinvigorated the brand. And you're going to say, well, yeah, but they didn't create any of the songs and any of the music. But okay, but a, a career is based on the songs, but it's also on the longevity. And had Kelly and Jeff not been there, it would have all been over in 96. And the fact that in 2004-5, they were able to get it up and running and we are now in 2019, we are, we are warp speeding towards 2020, and the band is still vital, is because of those two. So I, I am going to, to, to submit to the jury that if Foreigner gets in to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they should, shame, 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 quoting Rat for, for not having already inducted them, you know, you, you look at American, iconic American songs, Urgent, hot-blooded, I want to know what love is, 
Uh, really? Jukebox hero. I mean, really? That's not good enough to get you a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Okay. Then what is? And by the way, Caleb Johnson on Born from Southern Ground, he's got songs, man, that I'm telling you, in 10 years, you're going to look back and go, fucking hell, man, these are classics. These are classics. So it's a really good album. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll get to Caleb and the interview in a second, but I'm telling you, and I, like, I, as I was saying, I submit to the jury that the original guys of Foreigner all deserve to be in, of course, duh, right? But you need to add Jeff and Kelly, period. That's it. Um, you know, I'm not going to make arguments for some of the other guys, uh, all great guys, but less vital, but all great guys. So there you go. So so head over to at Mitch Lafon on Twitter or head over to my Facebook page, the personal one or the Rock Talk one. Send me a note. You know, head over to Mitch Minute at AOL.com. Send me a note. Tell me what you think. Am I totally off my rocker, which is possible? Or am I on point uh, about Foreigner? And uh, I will remind you gratuitously, my favorite word, that in my newt, um, you can pick up Terrific, terrific Mitch merch at loudtracks.com forward slash Mitch. Loudtracks.com forward slash Mitch. And you, there's a baseball tee and there's a you know a long sleeve and a short sleeve and you can pick that up. And uh, by the way, just, just before we I get over to Caleb, I'm going to finish with this. And I, I, I don't remember if I said it at the beginning here. But uh, again, when we talk about new rock bands, Greta Van Fleet and so on and so forth. Caleb deserves to be in that conversation, and I am going, again, to submit to the jury, and you're the jury, that the reason he's not in the discussion is because he was an American Idol contest winner. And I think there is a perception by the rock purists that if you dared step on the stage of American Idol, you are therefore not a real rock and roller. Well, bollocks, you know, baloney. If you stepped on the stage of American Idol, you were doing what you needed to do, and that is get yourself in front of people, get people to hear you, get people to like you, etc., etc., etc. And let us not forget that Queen and Adam Lambert performed on American Idol. Judas Priest performed on American Idol. Kiss performed on American Idol and Dancing with the Stars. Little bonus. And so if American Idol is good enough for Kiss... Judas Priest and Queen. It is certainly good enough for Caleb and for people to maybe not consider him a rock artist or a, an up and coming rock person, perhaps because he was on that is is silly. And then, and I'm just, I'm not sure if that's why people are doing that, but I, I have a suspicion that maybe because of the American Idol tie-in, uh, he's not considered a real rock artist. Well, baloney. I'm telling you, Greta Van Fleet, Rival Sons, The Struts, and some of those bands of that ilk, he is right in the mix. He is the next wave of rock and roll. Oh, and, and by the way, um, since we're speaking, there's a band out of uh, the UK called Inglorious. Inglorious. I-N and Inglorious. If you haven't heard them, they, they are now on to three albums. There's another band that should be in the conversation for rock and roll saviors. But anyway, 
listen, uh, Caleb is absolutely great. The interview was absolutely uh, fun. And he's managed by Doc McGee, which, you know, listen, a lot of folks that listen to me are KISS fans. So I'm going to just throw this out there. Instant cred. If Doc is handling you, instant cred. Doesn't handle losers. You know, he just doesn't. He handles winners. Again, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, KISS. Winner, winner, winner. And perhaps chicken dinner. Anyway, here is the one, the only, and yes, I'm going to throw it in there. The mighty, that's just for you, Steve Brown. Here is Caleb Johnson. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the presses. It just occurred to me that I have, for the entire talk-up, used the French inflection of his name and called him Caleb. Well, oops, it is Caleb Johnson. Uh, so, uh, Caleb, if you're listening, I do apologize. It, it is Caleb Johnson. So, uh, uh, it just, as, as I was about to head into to the interview, I just went, hey, wait a minute. I've been saying it à la française the entire time. Anyway, uh, Caleb, I do apologize. And folks, here it is. Uh, and here's for you. This is for you, Steve Brown of Def Leppard and Trickster and Dennis D. Young. Here is the one, the only, and the mighty Caleb Johnson. We're speaking with the singer uh, Caleb Johnson. The new album is Born from Southern Ground. Uh, Caleb, an absolute, absolute pleasure to talk to you. Likewise, man, likewise. So uh, there's a lot to, to, to sort of go over here. You know, when, when somebody says American Idol winner, the first thing you think of is we're going to get a pop album, we're going to get a dance album, we're going to get some kind of hip-hop thing going on. And this album is very sort of down-to-earth, pure rock and roll, uh, bluesy in parts. Talk to me about, first of all, that perception that people might have when you hear the, the tag American Idol winner, and then also the style of music you've done. Yeah, you know, it's 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 very tricky. I mean, the I guess the word is 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 a, is a dichotomy. I guess of of where of, of the artist that I am and that the music that I represent, and then where I've come from is definitely it, it definitely is perplexing to a lot of people. But I think in a good way. I think a lot of people are very pleasantly surprised and blown away by um, the music. And you know, obviously, you know, American Idol is is predominantly a pop oriented show, but um, rock and roll reared its ugly head and, and busted through the system and kicked down the doors and, you know, was voted by the people as the champion of, of that show in that season. So, you know, that was kind of, I kind of used that, that show as a platform to showcase my talents and, and my gift. And, you know, I'm a rock singer through and through and, you know, was very fortunate to have gotten the opportunity to, sing on such a grand scale, but you know, the music that I love and the music that I will continue to record and make and, and showcase is, is rock and roll. And with this record, uh, you know, like you just said that, you know, a lot of people think it's American Island or it's a pop record. It's definitely far from that. And I think that, you know, right now we're in the phase of like just turning people on to the music and not where I came from. You know, it's, it's more about showcasing me as an artist and as a, as a singer and as a songwriter and, and, and directing people towards the music and not so much as that, you know, American Idol winner, et cetera, et cetera. 
even though that's where I came from, we're in a different place now and we're moving forward. And now we're, we're promoting this amazing record born from Southern ground, which just came out last weekend. And it's definitely a record that I am super proud of and that I've always wanted to make. And I'm really excited for people to finally get to hear um, this masterpiece uh, that I am very, very excited about. Yeah, and, and I, I certainly encourage fans to go to go listen to it because it really is a, a great rock record. So, so talk to me about your rock roots. Where do those sort of come from? Because even your debut single, uh, "As Long as You Love Me," was written by Justin Hawkins. Of course, fans know him from "The Darkness," which is sort of this over-the-top rock band that we all love. Um, talk to me about where this comes from. Is this is just you're just a rock fan or was it your parents that had you listening to Kiss records all day long? So where does this sort of all emanate no, from? No, you know, I kind of had the self-discovery of my love, my my love for rock music came when a buddy of mine loaned me his Queen's greatest hits CD and I was completely blown away by that album and the music and Freddie Mercury and Brian May and and Roger Taylor and and John Deacon, and, and that kind of was a snowball effect, and it went from Queen to Zeppelin to Black Sabbath to Rush to uh, Bob Seger to, I mean, you know, Van Halen to Guns N' Roses to Soundgarden to Whitesnake. I mean, you, it just goes on and on, and then from there, it progressed into soul and blues music like Aretha Franklin and Otis Redding and Wilson Pickett and Marvin Gaye, and, you know, it's just it's been such a spectacular musical evolution for me that I, I've just just really kind of gotten on board, strapped myself in and, and, and went along for the ride. You know, it's just been amazing. And, you know, uh, the first record, you know, going, going to, to very briefly about the first record, you know, Justin Hawkins, I'm a fan of Justin Hawkins and I'm a fan of, of the darkness, but I'm not a fan of that song at all. Uh, that song is very, very cheesy and very, very, um, I, I hate to say it, but just, it, it's just very, um, flat and it's not got a lot of substance in the, in the song. And unfortunately I was kind of held at gunpoint, uh, so to speak, figuratively speaking to, to do that as a single. And I had no choice, um, but to do that. But had I had it my way, this record would have been the record that would have come out, um, after my idol win. But unfortunately I was under a lot of heavy contracts and wasn't able to, to, uh, to do so. But, um, you know, if you listen to the first record and then this record, there's like a night and day difference um, completely with the production, with the performances, with the songwriting, with, with my singing. And, uh, you know, I think that this record, the new record born from Southern ground really showcases a really amazing light on, on my talents as a singer and also as, uh, as a songwriter. And so this is the record that I'm really excited and thrilled for people to get to hear, because I think a lot of fans that voted for me on the show really wanted this record but unfortunately we're not able to be given that due to the restrictions of the contracts and and other people but now we're finally at that point and now the record's out and so i'm really excited for people to finally get to hear this this record yeah and, and I, I encourage them to do that and i, I do want to get over to the uh, the part about meatloaf because uh, the guitarist in there paul crook a old friend of mine when anthrax used to tour we used to go hang out and stuff but before we That's get awesome. to yeah, before we get to Paul and his anthrax days, um, you were just talking about the, the contract being restrictive. So I do want to take you up on that. I don't, I don't want to just drop that real quick. But when you're doing the show and you're doing Still of the Night and Maybe I'm Amazed and uh, the songs with Kiss and Dream On and, and, and all that stuff, 
how much pressure, you know, how much freedom do you have to say, hey, I really want to sing Still of the Night by Whitesnake, and how much pressure comes from the producers that go, yeah, but dude, you're on a pop show, so let's not, you know, where was that happy place for you where you got to do the rock songs, but the production is going, eh, come on, dude, we're, we're, we're a pop show. You know, there was a, there was definitely a happy medium. You know, I um I I kind of balanced it out. You know, I kind of treated it as, you know, I'll play the game and I'll play nice, but you have to you know give me leeway on what what songs I want to do because you know I did do um, White Snake Still the Night, I did Russia's Working Man, I did Rival Sons, I did um, Aerosmith, Days of Confused, switch, yeah, Days of Confused, did Led Zeppelin, but I also switched it up and did Adele's Skyfall, I did. Lady Gaga's Edge of Glory. I did Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools. So there was a kind of a balance and give and take where I said, you know, I'll do this, but I also, if you let me do this, I said, if I do this, then I get to do this. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, there was a kind of a give and take kind of thing where, you know, I kind of met in the middle and was like, you know, one week I'll do White Snake, the next week I'll do Lady Gaga. So it was kind of like, you know, a kind of swap out kind of deal. So it, it all worked out in the end, but there was definitely some kind of, some, uh, some back and forth. Well, hey, it worked out. Um, so let's it just quickly did. go back to, uh, what was it, May of 2014. You're on stage with Paul Stanley and Kiss. You're doing Love Gun, Shout It Out Loud. Um, talk to me, because I'm a huge Kiss fan. In fact, I'm staring at Kiss memorabilia all around me as I'm talking to you. What was that moment like? Because, you know, for me to go see a show and you have that visceral experience is one thing. To, to meet them, which I have, and, and interview them, that's another thing. But to actually stand on a say, stage and sing two of their better-known songs, that's got to be a whole thrill. Now, are you a fan? Was it a thrill? Or was it just, this is the show, this is what I got to do, off to, the, you know, off to work? Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a massive Kiss fan. You know, I, I, uh, you know I, I have worn Kiss Alive out. I mean, I've gotten, I probably got like four different copies of that, you know, you know, let me go rock and roll and, and cold gin. And I mean, you know, it's just a, how we doing out there, people? You know, I mean, you can't, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing music. And it's, the band is one of the forefathers of, 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 uh, of shock rock and, you know, and really elevating the performance experience. And, and I'm, I've been, not only fortunate to share the stage with Kiss, but I've gotten to do an arena tour with Kiss, and I'm managed by Doc McGee. So it's um, oh, there you go. I hung out. I hung out with Doc in uh, March in Ottawa. Such a great dude. There was, you, oh, so the, yeah, he it's is like a, a family guy. reunion all of a sudden. Oh, perfect, great, exactly. And so it's um, it's amazing, and that was such a, a thrill, and it was such a surreal moment for me. And you know, and there's some of the nicest guys in the world. You know, I actually just did a charity event with Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer um, back in in April, which was amazing. And uh, you know, it's 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 really cool now to just call these guys my friends. So it's 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 incredible. Oh, that is awesome. That that is beyond awesome. Um, all right. So I'll get back to the album in a second. But here, the music of Meatloaf, performed by the Neverland Express and Caleb Johnson. Um. First of all, talk to me about how, you know, re-recording some of those songs, some of those very well-known songs, but then also performing the songs of Meat Loaf sort of in his place because he can't, well, I don't want to say he can't, but 
he, he's looking for a younger voice. Let's put it that way. Um, talk to me about touring and being in that band and, and doing that. Um, just let, let's start with that and I'll ask you some more questions. Yeah, you know, I'm bad at help one of my favorite records of all time. And uh, Meatloaf is, you know, to me and in my opinion, is one of the most underrated rock vocalists of all time. Now, granted, he can't sing like he used to anymore, um, unfortunately, just due to health reasons and and back issues and whatnot. But, I mean, man, if you listen to those those records of him singing like, you know, Bad of the Hell, Bad of the Hell 2, I mean, spine-tingling performances. Um, from him. And I mean, the man could really sing and, uh, you know, he was a huge inspiration to me vocally and also performance wise. I mean, he really gave it his all, um, and left everything out on the stage and really cared about the audience and really performed for the audience and was such a titanic presence to witness and, and, and watch. And so when I got the call, and Paul Crook was like, hey, would you want to re-record Bad Out of Hell and do a world tour of Bad Out of Hell? I said, uh, let me think about that. Uh, yes, you know, and so it's been amazing. I mean, you know, the Neverland Express is a world-class band. Paul Crook is an amazing guitar player and also an amazing human being. And um, I'm just tickled to death. I mean, it's I, I love these songs just as much as any other Meatloaf fan or Meatloaf himself. And so it's been nothing but a blast. I mean, it's just been amazing. And we're in the early stages of this show and the response has been amazing. And we hope to continue to build that and really deliver a spectacular, um, over the top, theatrical rock and roll. show that is true to the meatloaf essence. And, you know, we hope to carry the torch for these songs for many years to come. Okay, so that that sort of answers my follow up question. So so the plan then is to sort of have these two careers going on at the same time: the solo career with the solo music and the solo band and and doing that, but also to continue Meatloaf moving forward and make it a project. And now, when you do those Meatloaf shows, because I haven't had a chance to see one, I you know it hasn't been to Montreal yet. Is it more of a uh, how can I put this? Uh, like a, a Vegasy tribute show, or is it? No, it's it's a rock and roll show, and it's just Meatloaf's not there. You're there. Like, what is the what is sort of the vibe of the performance? Uh, you know, I would say it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a happy medium. Uh, it's definitely a rock and roll show. You know, I don't dress up like Meatloaf. I don't wear the ruffled shirts. I don't do the the sort of character uh, the the character um, tribute like you know, go out full dress up like Meatloaf. I dress in, in like very kind of modern, you know, rock and roll clothes, leather jackets and, and whatnot. But there is a slight campy element to it where everybody's in on the fun and it's a party atmosphere. And, you know, and there's a good medium of where we're serious where it's needed and then we're funny and, and very theatrical where it's needed, like with per se paradise by the dashboard light, you know? And so there's there's definitely a mix of it. It's a badass rock and roll show, but we also know how know how to have fun, and we definitely um, play to those strong suits of of having fun. And you know, it's 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 definitely a nostalgia. It's definitely there's a nostalgia aspect to it as well, where this record was was a big part of a lot of people's lives, and so we play to those to those um, to those people, and so it's um, 
it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's definitely, it is, it is a badass rock and roll show, but we also know, know how to have fun. So it's, it's, it's a great mixture of both. It really is. Now, uh, you've also spent some time on the road with TSO that, of course, uh, includes uh, Joel Hoekstra and Jeff Scott Soto and Blas Elias from, from all these great bands. Talk to me about that production and uh, what it's like to work a show that sometimes does two events in a day. Um, just talk to me a little bit about the TSO thing. Do, do you plan on maybe recording an album with them as well? I would love to. I mean, they haven't asked me about that. I don't really know what the, what their what their plans are for a new album, but I would I would love to. Um, I think they're amazing. I mean, you know, that stuff is 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 right up my alley as well. You know, I'm a I'm a sucker for rock operas, and you know, they're they're one of the biggest rock opera shows around. I mean, they they're like Meatloaf meets Jingle Bell Rock. I mean, it's like you know, it's incredible. It's like it it, it is such a heightened experience visually and and you know musically and it, it tackles all the senses and it's it's a one-of-a-kind show and there's nothing else like it and i'm very very honored to be a part of that so it, it i would love to to record a song with them yeah and you get to work with joel hoekstra which doesn't hurt he's terrific um oh he's fantastic yeah he's on the he's on the uh the East Coast band with me. Yeah, it's great. Oh, he's great. So so then uh, talk to me in terms of career, because you've got sort of these three things. Do you see yourself more as a sort of working musician that's going to do Broadway and going to do TSO and is going to do the meatloaf thing? Or do you eventually want to just focus on being, no, this is the, 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 the Caleb Johnson show and these are my solo albums and so what's sort of the, the long-term plan to, to get to be a solo artist or are you comfortable being the go-to guy for these different ventures? Oh, that's a good question. I think it all plays hand in hand. I mean, I, I feel like I can do all of it. You know, I think that, I mean, well, obviously I can, I'm doing it right now. I think that it can all, it all, you know, it all helps the greater good. And I think that for the most part, it keeps me on my toes and, and I would love to continue working with TSO. I'd love to continue doing the meatloaf thing. And I also would love to continue doing my solo stuff. So I think it all goes hand in hand. And it also, it also keeps me well oiled and, and creatively vibrant um, doing these different projects and, and, and keeping me inspired to that will also that keeps the inspiration trickled down into my original stuff. And then also, you know, keeps me, you know, in, in, in like the terms of as a performer at the top of my game, because I'm constantly um, performing and also doing different stuff that is, is making me tackle different stuff. That's pushing me to be a better singer, a better performer. So I think I would, I would love to do it all. You know, I, not just even this stuff, but also other stuff to do a different, have a different band, you know, another original band, but also just by a, a rock band name and not just my own name, you know? Um, so there's many, many other projects that I would love to, to tackle, not just with these, but just on down the road and just, and keep doing multiple things because I think in the long run, it, it just, it's better all around. So yeah, I think I can multitask and do it all. So, so talk to me then about about establishing a career because when we when we look back to the seventies, you know, you, you had a record company behind you, you toured a lot, and it was good to go. In the eighties, you had MTV that would pimp you out, and you were good to go. How difficult is it for a young artist like yourself to establish a name and become a brand 
with an R in this day and age. I, I mean, is is the reflection of having to do TSO and meatloaf and all that part of the new reality that you have to just go work and be very visual, very present? Or is it, or, or, you know, how difficult is it to become a brand name and just Caleb? You know, I think it's, and that's another good question. I think it it's, it's, it is a, it's, it's a hustle and you have to, you definitely have to keep yourself visible and present and, and out there. Um, but you know, when you're in the company of, of amazing musicians and great people, it, it only helps. And you, you know, you learn so much from those experiences that it trickles down into your solo career. And I think it, it can be, it's very, in, in this day and age, it's very easy and it's very hard. You know, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of stuff with social media. You have to constantly be releasing content and music and, and, uh, you know, new product and you have to, it's just a constant thing. So you have to constantly be out there and constantly be creating or else, you know, people are going to forget about you. And it's, it's basically, it's out of sight, out of mind. And so, you have to kind of, you know, especially in the rock world, you kind of have to dip your toes in, in, in multiple projects, you know, unless one of them all of a sudden blows up and takes off and then that becomes your full, um, your full priority. But, you know, as of right now, the stage that I'm at right now, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm doing multiple stuff and, and, and I love it. I think it's great. And, you know, it, it'll, I'll continue. I mean, obviously, the focus is my original stuff, but I also love doing the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and I love doing the meatloaf because I love the music, you know, and it, I don't, that those, I don't consider those day jobs. I don't consider those a job or working. It's all fun to me because I'm getting to do what I love for a living, but also doing music that I absolutely love. And then also with people that I care about and call family and friends, you know, and you know, it's, it all, again, it all trickles down to, the greater good of, of you're promoting yourself, you're promoting your music, you're, you know, and you're also learning from all these different experiences, um, working with incredible people. So it's, it's definitely, it's a gift. And so it's something that I don't take for granted and, um, you know, we'll hopefully continue on down the road to make many more records and, and again, do another band thing with like an actual band name and not my own name. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens, but it's been a blast thus far. Well, I mean, the band name's a good thing, but but your name is is a brand at this point, so maybe maybe that's the angle. But okay, so you say that you you know out of sight, out of mind. Does that suggest that maybe, uh, you know, you have to start working on the next new album, even though this one just came out on June fourteenth, uh, born from a from Southern Ground? Does it mean that you have to have product next year, or? Does it mean at some point, instead of making albums? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, listen, I've already got the next record already working on. I'm already working on that one right now. You know, it's, it's definitely, you have to have content out there. You have to compete with the marketplace because people are dropping singles left, right, here, there, you know, east, west, north, south. I mean, it's, it's a constant thing because everybody's doing it. And not just in the rock world and hip-hop, pop, country I mean, they're, you're, you're, it, the, the marketplace now is so crowded that the only way you're going to get noticed is if you keep constantly and consistently releasing material, you know? And quality material, because this album's quality. Yes, quality material, exactly. And that's the thing is that 
I, I'm a true believer of that. People will find good music and good music will find people. And again, quality will ring true and will cut through a lot of the, uh, a lot of the stuff. So you have to, you know, just stay grounded and stay working hard and bust your butt. And then eventually something, whether it's who knows what it'll be, what song it will be or whatever will break through. You know, yeah. Now I, I hear you have another call coming in. Do you have time for another question, or you got to go take that? No, I, I can still take another question. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, speaking of having product out there, John Five of Rob Zombie's band did this great thing, where every first of the month for the last ten months, he's put out a video to go with these songs, and eventually these ten songs are going to become an album, which I think is culminating like on July first of this year. What do you think of that kind of process of doing something? sort of a slow drip over an extended period. And uh-huh. that, is that something that... I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. And I've done that. I mean, we've released thus far, just on this record, we've released three music videos and we have two more coming. Um, so definitely you have to, you have to just spoon feed it. I mean, you have to spoon feed the fans and, and it's great because the fans love it. They love the content. So you have to give them what the people want. And in this day and age, you don't have to have a label. You know, I did this all independently and I'm a happy camper. I mean, I'm, 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 I am thrilled and I hope to continue to make records this way and, 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 and literally streamline it to the fans because there's no bullshit um, involved. It's literally, you make the record, you do the music videos, you pay the promo people and then boom, there you go. No questions asked, no, no, no issues, no, um, no arguments. It's just, it's like, it's like farm to table. I mean, like, it's like, it's that easy and, and it's great. And I definitely support artists that do like John five. I think that's great, you know, and he's a very creative guy, a very, um, um, multimedia faceted guy. I mean, he's very visual and he pulls from like, you know, old horror movies and science fiction stuff. And, and uh, which I'm a big fan of that stuff, like the old Ray Harry Housen and, you know, the hammer horror movies and all that good stuff. So you have to like, you definitely, you, you, what you're doing basically is you're cultivating an audience. And I think that that's the big key now with a lot of musicians and artists is that you have to cultivate your audience and grow your audience. And the only way to do that is put content out there and music and great quality music. And, you know, in Canada and all that good stuff, I mean, like up where you're at, they love rock and roll music. And I'm a fan of the music that's come from there. I mean, you've got so many great bands that have come from that area. Is Montreal, that's in Canada, right? Where is that at? Well, of course it's in Canada. We, uh, what's our claim to fame? Uh, our claim to fame. Oh, Rush. Uh... Well, well, Rush. yeah, Rush is from Toronto. Our claim to fame from Montreal would be Corey Hart, I guess. <laughs> Corey Hart. Or April, April Wine. Wine. Yeah, April Wine. By, by the um, way, uh, I love the fact, and, and, and I'm going to give you this as a compliment. Uh, you know, when people talk about upcoming rock, we always talk about Greta Van Fleet. We talk about Rival Sons, which, by the way, wrote on this album, the song Solid Gold. But I think yeah. your name belongs in that discussion because honestly when i put on the album born from southern ground the first time i had that perception of well it's an american idol guy so it's going to be loops and and then i heard it and i went motherfucker this is a rock record 
and it's a good fucking there rock record. There you go. And and you know, listen, you're managed by Doc McGee. You don't need my advice, but I would stop saying from American Idol because I think it conjures up an image of oh, it's going to be some kind of pop thing. And had I not Absolutely. seen that, yeah. and that's the struggle. I mean, that's the struggle right now. But you know, the unfortunate thing is, though, is that that's where I've come from, and you know, it's going to be with me no matter you know where I go or whatever. And you just kind of have to you have to roll with it and let the music speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically kind of where we're at now. Is that you? You know, you have you have to let the music do the talking. It, it, to quote Aerosmith, you have to let the music do the talking. And then let people decide whether, oh, he's an American Idol winner or he's a badass rock and roll singer. That's that's yeah. that's up to the public. They have to, you know, discern the two, you know, and, you know, that that's kind of where it is. And, and unfortunately, there's just no getting around it. I mean, it's it, it's just it's where I've come from, you know, and it's 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 just a part of my it's a part of my story. It's a part of my journey. But, you know, that's you kind of have to just suck it up and put your nose to the ground and just you know, hope that people will like what you just did and gave it a chance and listen to it and then make a decision. You know, yep. that's just kind of where, where you have to let the chips fall where they lay because they, you know, it doesn't, there's no getting around American Isle because unfortunately that's, that's where I came from. And I'm not dissing that because that, you know, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for that show, but you're absolutely a hundred percent right in, in people's perception that, Oh, American Isle, it's a shitty pop record or whatever, you know, and sometimes they won't give it a chance. But again, it it all takes time and, you know, you have to, you know, give it a moment to breathe. So Agreed. spread the word, spread that well, word. Well, I did. And I'll tell it. you this. I, I tweeted out the Spotify. Well, I, I put out on my socials, my Facebooks and my Twitters and all that, the, the, the Spotify link to the album. And I didn't mention... I just said, hey, this is my interview coming up, and I didn't mention American Idol, and fans have been writing back, hey, man, this is great. Hey, man, this is good. So, yeah, people love it, and uh, I'm glad And I'm glad you called today, and I'm glad we got this done, and uh, all the best, because it's nice to see um, the sort of that next wave of pure rock and roll are coming up, and uh, kudos to you. Thank you, brother. It's great talking to you. Hopefully, I'll see you on down the road. Absolutely. Cheers. Thank you. As we say, Montreal, merci. Bye-bye. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. You're listening to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFond. Rock Talk.